ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present the Killer Bees. Definitely a fan of the Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here comes the fastest three hours in Houston sports radio. Here's Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. Ooh, what up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? He's Blank. I'm Branham. It's Joe George behind the glass, and it is a Monday edition of the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Everybody have a good weekend? Good not weekend, bad, everybody. Everybody, good. You? Good. I had, Up it and was down. Good weekend. Good weekend. Good okay. weekend. A little tired, but it's all right. Oh, feeling good on a Monday. Feeling good on a Monday. Uh, not a great Sunday for the Houston Rockets. Rockets lose big to Minnesota. It was a game for a little bit. I mean, it was a game for a while. It was four-point halftime deficit. Rockets did well to get back into the game. And then in the third quarter, Minnesota showed the Rockets what it's like to be a real NBA contender. And the Rockets just quite aren't ready to be an NBA contender. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, I think that in, in it's, there's so many things to unpack here. Like, why are they so good at home and they can't play on the road? Why did they play decent defense in the first half? They didn't play de- decent defense or any defense at all in the second half. You look at Jalen Green and the heater that he's been on, and then Jalen Green goes back to being Jalen Green, and the body language isn't there on the missed shots, and when he doesn't get a call, and and you know he's he's struggling from the field, so it's a different kind of Jalen Green than we saw for five games. And overall, it just gave me the feeling after that game that, hey, I know that Udoka is the loudest voice in the room these days over uh, at the Toyota Center. But at some point, somebody's got to be able to step in and mediate and say, OK, I know you want to get to phase two, but this year isn't the year to do it. And right now isn't the time because you are so far away from the top six to eight in the West, no, no matter what. But overall, you got your backup big for next year already. Yeah, you could do some things, but at this point, just shed veterans, try to add assets, but don't try to to put the, the cart in front of the horse because this team ain't ready yet, and it showed it in a multitude of ways last night. They haven't won back-to-back games since early January. So it's like, one, you're not going on the road and winning games. Like It's tough to win at Minnesota. It's tough mm-hmm. to win at the better teams in the league. But the Rockets have showed you in two different ways how they're not, ready and look maybe they still can make the play-in game maybe they can still make a run in the play-in game now them getting into the playoffs and now you're probably playing in minnesota and oklahoma city you're you're not you're not ready for that now valuable experience but you're not making a deep run in the postseason so it does bring into the conversation because happy trade deadline week it is trade deadline week in the nba thursday afternoon at three o'clock Eastern. Um, the Rockets are 5-17 and 17 in away games, so they're showing you th- in, on that front that they're not ready to be a contender in the Western Conference. And then secondly, they haven't won back-to-back games since early January, showing you they're not ready to be a contender yet on that front. But that's okay. Like No one expected the Houston Rockets to be a contender this year. We know that it's a build. You talk about the phases, and Tillman first talked about those phases. It's year one of Ime Adoka. You look at the young nucleus and still very, very young. Jalen Green. I don't think it's fair to say that Jalen Green turned into Jalen Green. Like what, what does that mean? Because he stunk? That's the Jalen Green that we're going to identify Jalen Green about? But still, Jalen Green, third year in the NBA. Uh, Jabari Smith, second year in the NBA. Alpi Shingun, third year in the NBA. Uh, Amin Thompson, who I think is getting better and better and better. I really like the development I'm seeing in Amin Thompson. He's starting to look like a real NBA basketball player. Cam Whitmore, a rookie. Like, the nucleus of this team is still super young. You're not supposed to be a contender in 2023-2024 NBA season. And that's okay. No one's expecting you to be. But that's why everybody tells you, that's why we tell you, don't try to make this move to yeah. jump into phase two. The Rockets are themselves telling you they're not ready for that. 5-17 in away games. Uh, not playing well on the road, especially against contenders. Not winning back-to-back games since early January. Everything tells you that they're not ready for that. Well, and the other thing you look at, Jeremy, is, is, is when people are like clamoring for make a big deal. Make a big deal. And a lot of people still, last week, even with what Jalen was doing, was saying throw him in a package to get Bridges from the Nets. Like, what does Bridges do for you that makes you that much? I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a good player, right? But at the same time, if you're going to make a move to trade the, the the former number 
two or three overall pick in the draft and, and other resources, then you need a superstar. You need to revert back to when the Rockets made the Harden deal, thinking that Harden was ready to take off. Mm-hmm. I don't put Bridges in that same category, and I would not pull the plug on the young nucleus that you have right now. You and I have talked about, they can go six, seven deep with young players. That is the nucleus of this team for the foreseeable future. And I wouldn't do anything right now to blow that up. I would actually do more, as we've talked about, in trying to get them more minutes. And so you can get more evaluation and more time to teach them while they continue to grow because they didn't have any of that for the time that Silas was coaching. No, they didn't. That's why... And if you read like the some of the reports that have come out after those rumors with Bridges, it's that the Rockets had like they, they had conversations of you know, is he available? Mm-hmm. They didn't really give a package, and that Jalen Green didn't come up in those conversations. So I, I think a lot of people took that and ran with it and made some truths that weren't really true out of that whole rumor. And then you had a story today from Yahoo. I can't remember who wrote it, um, but he was talking about how the only way the Rockets would even entertain trading Jalen Green would be for a superstar caliber player, an all star caliber player. And there's not any of those guys available on the market. So unless some team makes those guys available or a guy available on that market, I don't think it's something that's feasible for for the Rockets to do. Now, if that were to happen, and it's probably more off-season talk than trade deadline talk, okay, it's a different conversation if it's for a star than if it's for a Mikel Bridges type. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to your point. So that's something that I would entertain more. If it's for a star, um, you know, insert the star's name, like this article mentioned, Donovan Mitchell, like that could be a conversation. Mm -hmm. Zion Williamson, that could be a conversation. I've been pro-Zion Williamson as recently as the off-season. People think I'm nuts there because he's always hurt and over, you know, overweight, stuff like that. But that dude's a game-changer when he's available. Now, he's not always available, and I've always wanted to get him on a bargain. Um, so I don't think that the Rockets are doing that. Like uh, Everything we hear are rumors and like these innuendos, but whenever you look at the actual action that the Rockets have taken, well, they traded for a backup center who's hurt, so that doesn't show you that they're in win-now mode. Um, now, could it change between now and Thursday? Yeah, it could, depending on their actions and what they do. I just don't see it happening, and I think they are realistic with where they are as a roster. Well, but young. You, you've also heard that Udoka was trying to get, you know, was interested in getting his old players back, Robert Williams and, and Brogdon and guys like that. Look, I think that if you're a, a team that's ready to make a push and needs to take it kind of a, a, a step further with quality players in your rotation, you consider those moves. You got your backup center, as you mentioned, for next year already in Steven Adams by making the deal you made with OKC. And aside from Oladipo and some twos, which rarely turn out for you these days, that was that was the move you needed to make, and now you're done with the big man talk. Robert Williams is a guy I thought would have been the perfect fit until you got Adams. Now you don't need Robert Williams anymore. And Brogdon, to me, would be a guy that basically takes away minutes from the young players and is similar to Dylan Brooks in a lot of ways because he's a defender um, and, and he's a veteran that is going to you know try. He can make some shots, but to me, he's not a guy that's a, a big game changer. And for this team, I don't need to see a game changer this season. And, and the big thing to me is we've always talked about is. Middle of the road is just, is mediocrity, and mediocrity ain't going to get you anywhere if you're teetering on getting in, getting out. You either got to be really bad or really good. And in the meantime, you stockpiled all this youth and talent. You have the ability to get another young player or two this offseason, and, and you're in a really good position for the future. Don't mortgage that right now, especially when who you're trying to get in return doesn't seem like anybody that's going to make you substantially better than you already are right now. Yeah, that guy's not available on the market. And there's other thoughts that the Rockets still might try to better themselves this year uh, with a couple of moves. I would imagine that those moves would be minor, whether it's like actual backup center that's maybe on an expiring deal, which was supposed to be Jock Landell, but Jock Landell has been unplayable. I thought it was funny seeing all the reports prior to the game yesterday that he's questionable with a wrist injury. He never plays any. Anyways, no. what do you mean? He's, he's, he's might be questionable for a wrist injury, but he's doubtful for a coach's decision because Ime Adoka doesn't want to play Jock Landell because uh, he's a bum. Like He's a bum. I, th- I had a high expectations for him as a backup big at minimum, and he's been a, a bum for the Houston Rockets. Now, credit to Rafael Stone for structuring that contract to where you can get out of it after a year. Uh, I thought that that was pretty but, wise. But you give were, yourself you some insurance there. He could give you athletic big minutes should have at a certain point yeah and i don't know phoenix if if he and stone i mean he and odoko stone and udoka weren't on the same page or you know there there was lost in translation when when uh, udoka was coming in but to me you could have used that money elsewhere if that's the kind of minutes he's not going to get because of the fact that we see when alpi gets in foul trouble or when they want to sit alpi down 
they are extremely small, and they don't have anybody that can really kind of get that low post defense and get some rebounds when you need them. You know, honestly, though, I'm happy they ended up with Jock Landell and not uh, the Lopez brother. Because the Lopez brother oh, has not been, been very no, good been at an extremely move. high contract. Right. Like, that's that's the price of doing business in free agency. It's kind of why I like the Steven Adams trade. Like, go back and look at this offseason and look at all the post players and what they signed for. How many of them are worth the contract? Plus, what did Landell's making, what, eight? I think it's eight or nine. But if, if Adams next year's on the books for 12 and a half? And he's a veteran, and he's tough as hell. Yeah, and he's going to give you some minutes that where he he's going to he's a really good low post defender. He's going to give you some hard fouls. He's going to mm. clean the glass. That's exactly what you need behind Alpi. Good pick guy too. Don't oh, don't undersell time. that. Those coaches love those guys who can set some screens, which I mean is is you know rightfully so. That's very important for an offense, and he is a mountain of a man. Nobody's fighting Big Steve either. No, he's, yeah, he's a tough guy. Yeah, yeah, he's like you know he's he's going to be he's like. Basically, all the good things of Dylan Brooks yeah. <laughs> without yep. all the, the bad things uh, of Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I'd rather pay a backup center $12 million that's going to play 15 to 20 minutes a game and do the things that you said versus pay $8, 9000000 million to a guy who's never going to play. Might be questionable with a wrist injury, but he is probable to not play, or doubt, I should say doubtful. He's doubtful not to play because of uh, what Ime Adoka doesn't want to do with him. Uh, the Celtics fan saying, is a Celtics fan send me a package for Jalen Brown? What does that package look like there, man? Uh, 3378, uh, 3376. Jalen Brown's making $60 million a year. Is it that high? Yeah, he just That's got his insane. extension. They're making $60 million these days? Yeah. I should have been a basketball That's player. ridiculous. I should have been a basketball player and not a radio host. Those guys, are making, those guys are making $60 million a year, and I'm making 6000 a year doing this? Yeah, you just I should have been a basketball yeah, player. Yeah, you just decided to be a radio host. Uh, yeah, I chose yeah. this over a career in the NBA. It's true. I did. The Rockets want to be like the Texans, says 3376. Major movement on the first year. The Texans didn't go out and make splashes, though. Like, the Texans didn't go out and make splashes in free agency. They signed, like, a shrewd pickup here and there, but they didn't go out and make a splash in free agency. Their splash of the offseason were their rookies. And the Rockets have rookies, and the Rockets' rookies are doing all right uh, with Cam Whitmore, with the Men Thompson, and then all the young players as well. So Jalen Brown is on the books this year for just a skosh under 25 mil, and then it balloons to $304 million Supermax extension over five years. That's up to 60? Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah. 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. We're on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 97.5. He's at Pac-Man Joel on Twitter. He's at Joe George Radio. I'm at Jeremy Branham. Busy, fun show planned for you. Mailbag Monday. We do that each and every Monday. Car wreck of the day, as usual. Lance line. Had his first ever mock draft. How are we ridiculing Lance Zerline's first ever mock draft? We got a giveaway later in the show, too, so make sure that you're here with us throughout. I did a case study on the Houston Texans pending free agents. I wanted to see who the pending free agents are for the Texans that the fans want back at a fair contract that was projected by, you know, Spotrack or whatever. But then I want to use that and then figure out how much real cap space the Houston Texans have. Because all these fans, they want everybody, right? They want to re-sign their own. They want to re-sign Mike Evans. They want to sign the best corner. They want to sign the best defensive tackle. How are you going to do all that? 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Uh, a company, though, that's really good at saving you some money, HRP. HRP saves thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands for their clients each and every year. If you're thinking about making the switch, you're looking for a way to save some money for your business, HRMP is the way. My colleague, U of H class of 1990, go Cougs. He's been protecting the interests of businesses for nearly 25 years. Used to protect the Heisman Trophy winner. Now he wants to protect you and your business. HRMP provides comprehensive human capital management services, including HR compliance, benefits administration, and payroll. And they'll clean up all that other stuff, too. HRMP will work with you to customize a plan for whatever you need. There's nothing cookie cutter about HRP. You need a little help, a lot of help, anything in between. HRP will create a plan for what you and your business needs and oftentimes saving you thousands of dollars in the process as well. Also, their customer service second to none. You'll never talk to a stranger on the other side of the line. You'll always be calling someone that's familiar with you, familiar with your company. I can speak to that customer service anytime I have a question. Always a quick response. Very easy to understand. Let HRP take on the demands of human resources. Eliminate your HR burdens so you can get back to growing your business. Give them a call right now. 281 281- 880-6525. Let HRP customize a plan for you and save you some money. 281-880-6525 or check them out at hrp.net. That's hrp.net. 
all teams covered. No stalking points necessary. You're back with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. He's Blank. I'm Brandon. We are the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Giveaway a little bit later. Also, uh, this Sunday, the big game. Uh, can't say the other thing to describe the big game on Sunday. Or he gets sued, and I, I just told you I make $6,000 a year. Uh, this Sunday is the big game, and you're invited to watch it at Warehouse Live Midtown. Uh, doors open at 2 p.m. with live music starting at 3. Free admission. All you have to do is go to WarehouseLiveMidtown.com, WarehouseLiveMidtown.com. Click on tickets and then look for the big game party. Yes, the big game party uh, to get your free tickets. Come enjoy the game with us and, uh, of course, celebrate. It's Granado's birthday. It, it's not the big game. It's the big birthday. And then there's just like this other game that's going on in the background. Uh, but Warehouse Live, Midtown.com. Uh, watch the big game with us. You guys going? You guys going to celebrate Granado's birthday and then watch whatever football, measly little football games going on in the background? Uh, TBD the right now. TBD? Yeah. No, TB. No, yeah, for you. Yeah, I'll be TB, traveling that yeah, day. I'm still babysitter Cincinnati. Searching, so, are you off? How much you offer? If it's more than six thousand, I might be interested. <laughs> I don't know if you want <laughs> that. Might be interested if it's more than six. Grand. So you dropping six grand on a babysitter? You're making better money than uh, most. Yeah, I don't. I don't have six grand for a, a babysitter. The I first don't know. Time I wrote, like, what's the going rate for babysitters these days? It depends on how well Is it you more know. Than Twenty an hour? I have no idea. We have. Uh, thank goodness, we have my parents and we have my wife's parents. Yeah, yeah we, have we don't. Built, yeah. That sucks. We just take them out to dinner every now and then. Fantastic. <laughs> Same deal. That's a fantastic. Like, you guys both don't know how lucky you are. Yeah, see, like, my like we never, my parents never had to pay a lot because my dad was a, a high school teacher. So he would just, like, I was just around as a kid. And then, like, high school girls would just be like, hey, if you ever need a babysitter, they would volunteer. You don't have to pay high school kids as much. This this makes me a little uncomfortable here. Why? What? Like, how much? So you, <laughs> the, the high school girl part. So school your, girl your father, who was a high school teacher, teacher. Yeah. was having high school girls coming to his place to watch his kid. Well, they weren't there. Well, my parents weren't there. Were they trying to get better grades? Still his or? house. So? Was there a little side dealing going on? No, like what no side dealing. Did the administrators know about this? Yes. You sure? Yes, because it was like common practice at our high school. Okay, between your father doing this and your mother doing that other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, don't do that I'm one I'm surprised again. you turned out all right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I did an exercise, 713-780-3776. I did an exercise uh, a little bit earlier on the on the Twitter, the Twitter.com. It will never be X to me. But I, I see all these fans bring back John Gernard. What's wrong? Oh, no, I was I was thinking of a story on babysitting before you got to that. You don't want to talk about it, do you? I, I, as a child, <laughs> I made a babysitter leave. Really? And never come back. What would you do? So the house next to us, right next door to us, the garage butted up to the fence on the side of our house. And she I didn't like her because she, she basically was trying to be really strict. So I said, I'm running away. And she basically scoffed at it and said, yeah, right. And I went up on the fence, up on the garage and sat up there and watched her freak out for over an hour that I literally ran away. And when my parents came home, she was going to be in trouble. Oh, and she called the cops. Whoa. How old were you? I think like eight. <laughs> she called the cops. Yeah, because she freaked out because she was trying to call eh. my parents and she called the cops. And, and, and then I just kind of casually came down before the cops got there and was like, what's all the fuss? You were uh, you were trouble as a kid. Yeah, a little huh? bit. Yeah, yeah some Could things be. just don't change. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, anyways, did the exercise because these fans want to sign everybody for the Texans, you know. They, they want to bring back Grenard. They want to bring back Schultz. They want to bring back Steven Ellis. I've seen some people have the, like, Anybody who even thinks about the idea of not paying John Grenard $20 million is scoffed at. Well, how are you getting that replacement back? Well, $20 million is a lot of money, my guy. But um, I went off Spotrack projections, which a lot of these, like the John Grenard projection is stupid. I'm just going to flat out say it is stupid. But I wanted to be consistent with where I was getting these numbers, so I just went with it. So there's the five pending free agents that I would call the big five. You still have like Perryman, you still have Cashman, you still have Kaimi Fairbairn, Cam Johnson, all that stuff. But I went with the big five. Sheldon Rankins, Devin Singletary, Stephen Nelson, Dalton Schultz, John Grenard. And I just wanted to ask you know, the people that saw this poll on the Twitter, uh, would you resign him at this figure? Yes or no? John Grenard's Sprocheck projection is silly. Four years, 53.8. It's an average annual salary of $13.5 million. Like, that's not realistic. Mm-mm. But because in the you know interest of, of accuracy here, or not accuracy, the interest of uh, being consistent, I went with it, whatever. Uh, 79% said yes. I was surprised to see 21% said no. Yeah, if you get him at figure. that rate, it's, it's basically a no-brainer. And I'm, I'm 
probably more on the side of don't bring Grenard back on what I expect right. the salary to be. But if you're getting him at thirteen and a half million a year, you're right. It's a no brainer. But the fans said yes on John Grenard. So there's thirteen and a half million dollars. Uh the closest vote was Dalton Schultz. Three year, thirty four million. It works out to an average annual of eleven point three million dollars. You bringing him back I'm on not. that deal? Three years thirty four? I-, I think he was underwhelming for what I was expecting. He had the he had dropped some passes that I, I thought were Pretty important throughout the year. Yeah, I know that he was a, a, a big brother for CJ. Yeah, I know that he still made some good catches. But overall, as we've discussed, I think that the market's going to be pretty friendly, both draft class-wise, but also free agency-wise. You can replace the Dalton Schultz and not have to spend over $10 million a yeah, year. I, I think he's solid, but I, I would I would hesitate to go over $10 million with him. Joe, you like Schultz at 11.3? No shot. So we're all no on that. But, mm-hmm. again, this is a fan exercise. The fan said yes. 51% really? to 49%. Like I said, it was very, very close. So they're bringing Schultz back. Steven Nelson, three years, 30.7, 10.2 annual salary. Yes or no? Seems a bit high for me. I still believe that you can get someone probably younger and about the same talent level or better. Uh, I think below 10 or around there. I would say no on Stevie Nelson because he's getting a little older and the fact that there was always there was the dust-up that he had last year until he got his deal reworked. That's a long no there. No. <laughs> Joe? No. We do radio. I'm not I'm, supposed to give you one-word answers. We, yeah, we do radio, but we got five of these. We okay. have four minutes left of the segment. Uh, I'm just teasing. I'm teasing because we go long all the time. I, I'm at no, too. I think the place that you replace Stephen Nelson, I'm starting to lean that it's the draft. Maybe. I think, yeah, I think and, it's the draft where you replace Stephen Nelson. And the draft is pretty deep in corners. I'm not, I don't hate the 10.2. I don't like the three-year. I don't like the three-year. But 72% said no, 28% said yes. So out on Stephen Nelson. Singletary, three-year, 16 million, 5.3. So he gets... Extension, he gets you know three more years than the the original deal you gave him, and he also gets a bump of nearly two million dollars. I don't mind the salary on the AAV. I hate the fact that it's three years as well. That one to me, I think at that point, I'm not. I don't believe that he's going to be nearly as valuable as he is coming off this season. I would love to get him at two and eight. Yeah, uh, but if I go have to go three and sixteen, I think that it's you know we, as we've talked about with running backs, you can replace a guy like that. A lot of these are probably structured in the sense of that final year is probably very Voidable. very much non guaranteed. So like I don't I don't mind this for Singletary. This is also where you're not pricing yourself out of maybe a starting running back figure, which I'm starting to like Joe's idea of Derrick Henry. Uh, Joe, where are you at with Singletary? Five point three uh, AAV. It's too much. He's too not that much. good. Oh, okay. The fans disagree. They go yes. They're with Blankers and I. Fifty six percent, forty four percent, and the final one. Sheldon Rankins, three year, twenty nine point nine, basically ten mil average per year. I, I wanted him back. I, I want him back. The D'Amico comments at the end of the year worry me that he doesn't want him back. But I thought from where they were to where they got to with the defensive front, I thought he was very much worth it. It's so weird to me how they said they don't want they they want improvement there the upgrade because yeah. I thought the defensive line was. Maybe the strong strongest unit on this team outside of quarterback. I, I think at, at getting to the quarterback, yes. At run defense, no. I mean, they're pretty good at, at run times, defense. Except I, for like three games. I would say it felt like consistently they weren't good enough. I mean, I, I'm a yes on this deal I mean, for Rangers. every They were really good Besides against the Baltimore, run, except who gashed Indy them? twice. Indy yeah. gashed them. They, they, I mean, the first time they shut down Derrick Henry and all of Tennessee's running game that we were supposed to. They were Outside supposed to. of those three games, they were pretty dang good against the run. Yeah, I do feel like Atlanta, like the the numbers weren't big. I feel like Algier had his way with you a little bit in that game. That's part of the reason why yeah, but, you lost. Like they weren't giving up like gashing numbers. Yeah. I just, I'm not too surprised to hear D'Amico say he wants to improve, but I don't know if Rankins is the. Where do you improve it? I mean. Who's the odd man it, out? Because if you're going, if you're going, your bookends are Anderson and Grenard, and in the middle you got Rankins and Collins. Where are you getting better? I wonder if is it could it be Grenard? Could be. Like, do they feel like now, Grenard's not good? In see, the I, don't think, game? I, I don't think I don't think D'Amico would say that it, with him in mind. I, I don't either, and I think Grenard was good against the run game, and he was obviously good at getting mm-hmm. the quarterback. Yeah, and like that's where like I I I don't really get D'Amico's comments either because I don't think it was like this elite run defense, but it's hard to say like you you want to let two of your four defensive lineman walk and you're somehow improving your defensive line and you know what I, I think the only knock you could say was that Rankins and Collins were dinged up throughout the year but other than that I, I just think that they were such a huge improvement I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be crapping on either guy or their interior interior line yeah I wouldn't either so were you, you were you were yes I'm on 10 it. yeah I'm, you, I'm a yes I'm an out on that actually I think the 10 million is a little high I think the 10 million dollars is draft too high one? for Rankins it depends on what the market is. There's, it depends you know, on what's in the free that agency. Fringy, low first, high second. There's some. There's some guys. And it also depends who's the Ravens. I'm blanking on the name. The the dude a who Wonku, just uh, 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 
the guy from Texas, Udubuke, something like that. Oh, yeah. who's the free? Yeah. yeah, like if he enters the the market, like it's Matabuke. If he enters the market, you get him for like eh, I don't know what he's gonna go for. Probably close to twenty million dollars, which is kind of high, mm-hmm. especially after this practice. That's a huge upgrade. That's a huge upgrade because that's a guy that can stuff the run. That's a guy that can deliver some interior pressure, which is tough to do for a defensive tackle. Anyways, the fans voted no on this. 56% said no. 44% said Sheldon Rankins. So they said yes to Grenard at 13.5, which is way too low. Yeah. We've, we've established that. They said, but we'll, we'll work with that number just to kind of get perspective on this. They said yes to Dalton Schultz at 11.3, and they said yes to Singletary at 5.3. What else you have to account for, because there's other stuff you have to account for, and then what does that mean is the Texans enter free agency? 713-780-3776. Also, what do you think about some of those numbers? You in, you out? 713-780-ESPN. It's the Killer Beast on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Welcome back, Houston. It's the Killer Bees. Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. He's blank on Branham, 713-780-ESPN. So the fans won Grenard at 13.5, which is way too low. understand that. But going with Spotrack's uh, projections here for to, in the sake of consistency, uh, Dalton Schultz 11.3, Singletary 5.3. You have to add in the rookie class projection, which I asked Texans cap on the Twitter today, 3.3 million. So just shave that off the right off the top as well. The Texans cur- currently do not have a kicker. They currently do not have a punter. The median average annual for a kicker in the NFL this year was three. The median average annual for a punter this year was two. The Texans overspent. I'm like, I don't want to call it an overspend. They spent higher on their specialist than the league median because Kaimi Fairbairn was like top seven ish, and Cameron Johnson was like in the top ten. So they went over the average uh, in the NFL for a kicker and a punter. Let's just assume the average here, 3 million for a kicker, 2 million for a punter, which I think it's likely they could bring back Kaimi. I think it's likely they could bring back Cam Johnson as well, so they might even go over. So we're being super conservative with the Grenard contract, super conservative with the Grenard contract. We're being conservative with their kicker spending and we're being conservative with their punter spending. So right now they have 57.4 to spend. The shave off the rookie class, shave off the kicker, shave off the punter, shave off the three guys, Grenard at a very low projection. And that brings the cap space down to $19 million. So this whole idea, oh, $72 million, the Texans are going to be making splash after splash, star on offense, star on defense, here we go, yay. And again, remember, this is an extremely affordable John Grenard contract right. we're giving you, affordable kicker, affordable punter, and maybe there's some savings. Like, we shaved off $5 million off Robert Woods. We shaved off $4 million on Jimmy Ward. Maybe you can shave off two or three other million for some of the fringe players as well. So that gives you up to twelve. Let's throw that in there. Let's throw that in there. That gets you to $36 million. So, like, this whole idea that you're going to be able to spend all this money on the top of the free agent class at every single position is a myth. It's a myth. It is, and you read all these different articles now. The Texans need to go big game hunting. They need to go get those big fish out in free agency, and it's just not realistic. And when you and I did the exercise about some of the fringe guys that you can get out from underneath, I think we were at eight and nine between the two of us. We would get rid of at least minimum both of us would get rid of his eight guys. But even with that, what was the savings? Like an extra 10 mil? It was uh yeah around ten. It was around ten, depending yeah. on who you got rid of. Because we di- we disagreed on a few. I think yeah. you were a little bit more aggressive. Actually, you weren't. You wanted to keep case. There was one player different. I think we had one player different. I think it was case. That, I think it was Davis. Oh, was it? I think you kept case D- at a, at a lower rate. Yeah, well, no, it was pretty affordable. It was like two and a half. Okay. Like it wasn't. It wasn't a whole lot of cap savings. But yeah, but, we we had one that we differed on. I think I was at eleven, and you were like at thirteen and a yeah. half. Yeah, and even still, when you think about that, it's not enough to give you a Mike Evans or some of these big fish that you want them to go chase. And if because, you do, you're done. Yeah, you're done, <laughs> and there's still plenty of holes to fill, and you can't just use the draft for both sides of the ball. And you're, if Cashman walks, you're going to need someone there, whether you draft them or not. You're going to be looking at someone on the defensive side. We already know D'Amico said he wants to upgrade the defensive line, and he wants to upgrade the running game. In order to do both, you're going to need some cash. So the big fish is not going to be something that you're going to land. And if it's a running back in free agency, it better be closer to 11 or 12, and even still it's going to be challenging. So, like, Nine, let's just go with the, the contracts we have, not the cap savings. You have $19 million. You still probably want a running back, even though you brought back Singletary. 
You still want a wide receiver three. Now, some of these maybe you're getting in the draft, and we accounted for that. You're still looking for a tight end. You might be looking for an interior offensive lineman, although I think if you're looking for an interior offensive line upgrade, you're probably doing that in the draft. You brought back Grenard, so you're good at defensive end, but you need a defensive tackle because we didn't bring back uh, Sheldon Rankins Rankins in this. You still need a second linebacker. We like Christian Harris. He's fine. You might need two linebackers if you want to play a 4-3, which the Texans didn't do a whole lot of in the second half of the year because their tether two linebackers weren't very good. But you get rid of Perryman, you get rid of Cashman here. Maybe you bring back Cashman, but you're still now you're taking even more money away from that cap savings that you have. We didn't bring back Nelson, so you have to find a corner. The Texans currently don't have a nickel back on this football team. And if we're assuming we're not making any salary, cuts, then we still have Jimmy Ward as our starting free safety. So we're at $19 million, and we still have some super important needs. Now, again, maybe you get this in the draft. You have Let's just call it five to six needs. Maybe in the first two rounds, you can take away from those needs, and now you're looking at four. You have $19, 20000000 million on four pretty important needs on this team. You're not big game hunting, man. You're just not going to. Even at, like I just mentioned Matabuke or whatever his name is in Baltimore. Say it with conviction. That's out of your price range. Yep. That's out of your price range. Mike Evans, out of your price range. T. Higgins, out of your price range. Maybe you can find an affordable running back. Maybe Derrick Henry. Maybe that's why Derrick Henry's more in play at 4 or $5 million, as opposed to Saquon Barkley, 10 11 $12 million. Yeah, and, you know, I saw an interview with Saquon this morning where he said, you know, his intention is to spend his whole career with the Giants, and he'd love to spend his whole career with the Giants. Well, good luck to you and and the fact that, you know, if that combination, whether you want to stay there or not, I don't know that any other team, many of the teams are going to be flirting with the 12 or 13 range, but if they are, the Texans are probably, that's that's too much. It's priced the Texans out because of the fact that they showed you a year ago with a, with a second-year running back and with Singletary and a couple of, you know, just kind of free agents that were out there uh, that you, you made it work and, and you weren't putrid and, and you were actually pretty decent with Singletary. That you have to kind of set your expectations at a certain level and realize that they don't have all the cash in the world that they can just throw around. And they've got a lot of challenges because of the fact that people love to say, hey, throw this money here and throw this money there. And they're forgetting the fact that they have to make decisions on their own. And you can only draft so many players that can help you uh, when you're trying to to fortify some of the holes that you you highlight. Well, and with the draft being after, it's like it, you don't, and you're picking so late. You don't. It's not like last year. Like you knew going into the draft, you're taking a quarterback. And like so, like in free agency, you could kind of pick and choose what you want to do and like be fine. But now with the NFL, like it's just they're they're in a tough spot with with how they're going to figure out these contracts and what they add. The biggest thing they need though, because like we know we've seen teams like the Saints. You know, historically, be thirty, forty million dollars yes, yep. over the cap, but then they find a way. Nick Casario, he better have a good relationship with like Tunsil, Shaq Mason, and Titus Howard's agents, and like they need to do some major restructuring yep. of those contracts and turn those salaries into signing bonuses. They can give themselves some more money. How much does that give you, though? Like, like one salary restructure. What does that look like? Is it? Is it? We're not talking seven million. We're talking one, one, one and a half. I mean, well, that's Bra- not that significant. I mean, the Browns did it with with Miles Garrett and Deshaun Watson last year. They had both those guys. Their salary was a million dollars because they restructured Deshaun, so much of it. I thought Deshaun's was that was more of when they gave him the extension I was thinking, when he got traded for though. With contracts that big, oh, I was right thinking, yeah. am I unrealistic in thinking that was about three or four per guy that you could possibly shave? Yeah, I'm like, curious. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know. I, I think like you, there's running back is the I think the hardest position because like there's these big names, mm-hmm. but there are guys that are available that you can bring in and you can have success with. Like, like why not take a flyer on Antonio Gibson? Like he, he's not going to cost much. We saw what Zach Moss sucks. did against the Texans. That's why you think Antonio Gibson just sucks? Yeah, the Miles Garrett restructure saved him thirteen million. Exactly, Ooh, that's so, like, insane. So like you can restructure some of these deals and give some more cap space, and you can find guys like in the running back market. I think that you can bring in two of them and find one that works really well. I think you're looking at value-free agents here. I think yeah. you're looking at, now, I don't like Antonio Gibson per se, but I like where your mind's at. Zach Moss. I like Zach Moss a lot. Like, yeah, Zach I, Moss, I, like the I idea think, would be a Moss pretty good fit here, too. That's why I don't hate the idea of Derrick Henry, because I think you're getting, like, he is definitely a player that is on the back nine of his career, 
but I still think he has juice left, and I think you can get the juice he has left on a less than average rookie, like a running back, not rookie, less than average running back contract for what he's worth. Like, I think his ROI for the contract he'll sign is very, very good. Some name that I saw, I think it's Cody Johnson, football, Lone Star, Texas, whatever, a name that I like before he even posted about it, and then when he posted about it, went through like the like the scheme fit and stuff like that. I was like, okay, I like it even more. Curtis Samuel. Like, I think you named the wrong commie, because I think Curtis yeah. Samuel's a really good fit here as a third receiver next to Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Some of you can play slot, because look, we all thought kind that Tank upgrade. was going to be a slot guy. He really wasn't. He played outside way more than he played inside. And an upgrade from Noah Brown. A huge upgrade. Yeah. I, well, I don't want to say huge, but he is an upgrade, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I also I think, think he's a more affordable deal. What's that? What? I think there's still something there with Curtis Samuel. I do, too. He's been in a bad, bad spot. What's but the he best has quarterback flashes. he's played with? Sam Howell. There you go. Jacoby Brissett. There you go. Like, it, give I, him, give him, let him play with CJ Stroud and see what he looks like. Yeah, I, to me, like, I think there's one, like, you're going to get one big lottery ticket. I think that's how the Texans' offseason is going to go. I don't think so. I, I think it's too big. I don't think they can do that. You don't think, like, but I mean, like, including Grenard and those guys. No. You know, I think there's one ticket. I think got. they're going to spread it around, and I think it's the right thing to do. I think because so too. But... I believe, I believe in football that you need, like, I believe that you have to have really good depth. I think that you have to have a really good two deep. Look how many guys get hurt and then your season's tanked. Right. So I think you have to have a really good two deep. I think your stars need to be the players that you grow, home grow, and you're doing that with Stroud. You're doing that with Anderson. You're doing that with Stingley. You're doing that with Tank. You're doing that with Nico. You're doing it with Harris. So I'm, I'm a fan of that. And then you use free agency to supplement the holes that you have. You don't use free agency to bring in this huge like free agent target that's going to use a huge piece of your cap. No, you supplement your roster with the free agency. But how do you? But so how do you replace Grenard then? A- 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 and or Rankin? I think because... it's through the. I think Grenard. We're just saying through the draft and all of this, right? I think that you have to draft defensive end, corner, maybe interior defensive line with that first round pick. Okay, because I can see them spending. To me, I, I can't see them going on a twenty-plus guy, but I could see them spending ten-plus on yeah. one or two guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the Texans were pretty good with their rotational pieces, mm-hmm. like defensive tackle Davis and Heinish were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, your defensive ends, whenever you brought in Barnett from waivers, like pretty good. And is that scheme? Is that Casario finding gems? I would say it's more scheme. So it's going to be fascinating, but. You had $19 million, and I think we were being conservative. Now, we didn't account for the restructures. That's going to be Nick Casario's job. Uh, we didn't account for the salary cap casualties. Maybe you can get it to $30, 35000000 million. But even at 30 to $35 million, how are you spreading the wealth whenever you're still going to have positions right. to spend? And don't you, just thinking about positions this because of the way the league, the, the league does this, don't you think it would be it's better business to do what the NBA does and have free agency after the draft? So that you go and get as many as you can to fill the holes that you have or upgrade and then realize, okay, what I couldn't get in the draft, now I go crazy in free agency in working my magic to try and find veterans that can fill it. I hate free agency before yeah. the draft. I, like, I, I do too. It's always been that way, though. I, I, I agree with Joel. Like, if you can get, if there's a pass rusher that you love at 23, like, what if you just spent $20 million on Grenard? You're gonna pass on that guy. You're not taking the you're like, not taking the pass rush. But if it's the best player on the board, like I, I agree. I like draft before free agency. I do too. Mm-hmm. I just it's not how they do it. It's not how they do but it. It should be. Nine two four three, the best ability uh, the best ability is availability. Can't pay JG too much money if he isn't consistently healthy. We've talked about that. I get the I, I, I disagree a little bit. I don't think the best availability the best ability is availability. I'm always available. I'm always available. I'm not in the NFL. I'm always available. It's not the best ability. It's it's part of the grade, as Charlie Palillo used to Correct say. Me, I'm wrong. But it's not the best ability. Pierce was available all year, right? Yeah. 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 How'd that work out? <laughs> it's not the best ability. He was ability. your leading rusher a year ago. Like it's a cute little rhyme and stuff, but it's not the best ability. The best ability is ability. <laughs> Availability. I get matters. it. You don't want a guy that's injury prone. Yes. It's yeah. part of the grade. The, the, the way Palillo said it was the best way. It's part of the grade. Uh, Jordan, Texans were a top 10 run defense this season. D line was definitely a strong suit. Uh, he didn't like what you had to say there, Joe. Uh, 5961. What about the Texans Ravens playoff game? Showed everyone that we have is enough to compete at the best level? Question mark. Outside of Anderson and Grenard, everyone is expendable. I think he's talking specifically defense because I wouldn't yeah. put C.J. Stroud in that uh, mix. Tyler and Conroe got to be out on why Nelson. Is, but, but but on that last one, why, why would why would uh, Stingley be in that conversation? He should be. Yeah, he should. Be. Yeah, you get you're not you're not moving on from him. He probably forgot. Got to be out on Nelson when Stingley came back. He was uh, targeted more. Nelson was and didn't mm-hmm. rise to the challenge. IMO. You can draft a rookie with a better ceiling and save some money. You can. Like there's some interesting corners there at twenty. They're going to get picked on early. 
Just yeah. be aware of it. But do you rather pick on a talented corner that's a little green or oh, yeah. an under-talented corner who's older? And he's got a lot of attitude. Yeah. Wasn't Grenard a ball-out contract rarity this year? Isn't he usually hurt? Or am I thinking of someone else? Nope. You're thinking of the right John Grenard. You're thinking Pretty of the right much John every Grenard. other year. Otter, even whichever one it is, be careful. It's crazy to me how many people are on the Texans beat that are like, yeah, yeah, you should sign John Grenard at $20 million. Like it's like, And I understand wanting to do it. Like, I can understand signing John Grenard $20 million. I totally understand it. But acting like it's a slam dunk is where I'm like, come on, guys. Like, it's one thing to say yes. It's one thing to say, yeah, it's a no-brainer, you idiot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, completely. You you can have open dialogue and a discussion and consider your options. But, yeah, it's not a no-brainer to bring him back for a lot of reasons that we've highlighted. What's what's his name from Minnesota that's free? The pass rusher? Dan L. Hunter. Hunter. I always struggle with his first name. It's like Dan L. It's not Daniel. And Daniel? it's not Daniel. It's Daniel. Daniel. It's there Daniel. you go. It's Daniel, Daniel Hunter. What, like, what, what is the projections? He's going to get 20? Well, I mean, Smotrack's projections Who would you? Suck. Yeah, they do. Who but would you rather have, that. Hunter or Grenard? Hunter. I'm, I'm with you, but then what's the price difference? I don't know. I don't think this Grenard thing could be totally Because I think Hunter off. wants out of Minnesota. You think, that it's, uh, you think he's going to be closer to 13 or, thir- or 20? I, just, I think it depends on what chase young is really screwing with this a little bit because i thought chase young was still going to get a big deal but like the way he's playing in san francisco i'm not sure i just how many there's so many big name guys this offseason how many 20 million dollar players can there really be well danelle hunter's in the one NFL? he's projected on spotrack at 20 million he's 20 million chris jones Which is 20 million. Probably t more. higgins is 20 million mike evans is 20 million like how many teams how well, many i think you have to look at players? it i think you have to look at it by position but there's only so many twenty million guys in one free agency. There's probably class. there's probably it's probably Danelle Hunter and probably Josh Allen. Yeah, and maybe maybe Leonard Williams. That's oh, good, Leonard Williams is really. And I think good, Chris yeah. Jones is still in there. Like, how many pass rushers are going to Chris over 20 Jones is going to twenty one yeah. off season? They have a uh, they have Leonard Williams listed at sixteen seven, which again this is probably conservative. We saw Grenard is incredibly conservative. Brian Burns, Brian Burns isn't a free agent. This is Brian Burns is a yeah, free agent from Carolina. He is. How's like? He's yeah, they were talking seven. about it when the Texans played him. Twenty-one-seven. Yeah. So like, there's three or four defensive ends that are defensive linemen like, that are probably going to get twenty million. There's probably five. It's like so that's why it's it's almost like the running back market. Like if all those guys are getting twenty, like Grenard is just not that guy. Yeah, He's but not. somebody's still going to pay him. Like for the people that miss out on this top tier, somebody's going to get Grenard. I think seventeen minimum. Yeah, I like. I guess you could see like the Panthers go like twenty million, seventeen for Grenard. But like, I just. I don't, see, I don't think they let Burns leave. I think you. I think they probably either lock him up or at least franchise tag him. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRP listener line seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Get your thoughts on this. Uh, who are you overpaying? Who are you underpaying? Who is being overpaid? Who's being underpaid? Also, who who are our way too early breakout candidates for two thousand twenty four? And we want your flag football hot takes. Not a real game. Did you watch the flag Some football? I didn't watch a single second of it. But we want your flag football hot takes. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Guys, we know the big game's coming up this weekend. And if you're having people over to the house and you want to make sure that they leave happy no matter how the game goes, if it goes their way or not, get you some Daisy Dips. Daisy Dips are the best absolute dips in the business and they are perfect for so many things you may be serving everybody serves chips they're going to make your chips better they got both ranch and french onion and you don't have to make them in the kitchen you just go to your local grocery store and go to the dairy aisle grab you a couple of tubs of daisy dips they make the wings and the pizza better the chips and the veggie dips better it's going to make everything taste better and no matter how the game goes the company is going to be pleased with the way that they got treated and the food they got at your place go to your grocery store today it's really simple it's really painless and it takes little time at all Go get some Daisy Dips, and you'll be glad you did. Most bees make honey. These killer bees make great sports insights, but they also make honey. Don't ask about the process. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Joel and Jeremy. He's Blank on Branham. We are the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5, Do you have any flag football hot takes? Well, I saw CJ make one hell of a throw to Jamar Chase. Yeah, that was a good throw. I saw that on Twitter. I really was happy that I caught the final two and a half, three minutes of the game, but then had a lot of questions going through the final two minutes of the game because it was like a five-point game. Um, there was a turnover. CJ got to, I got to see CJ quarterback. Um, they went down the field all the way inside the, the red zone. However, 
there were two plays where they scored and no one grabbed the flag and they stopped play and for some odd reason said the ball was down and I don't know how that can be. And then CJ on the final play uh, only looked to his right and Chase ended up getting open on the left and he tried to throw a ball to Keenan Allen that he got a hand on but couldn't catch, but at least it was entertaining at the end. That doesn't sound entertaining. <laughs> oh, it was. Ex- I mean, there was some excitement to it at the end, and, and it was like, you know, there were guys who were really competing. You could tell. But, I mean, there were people. I, I saw people nitpicking it going, Peyton Manning didn't have his guys prepared. And that. Uh, <laughs> I heard who- Ray Lewis had his mic cut off. Yeah, I guess he said something. I didn't, I didn't catch what I think what he was he talking said. about that Kansas City Chief linebacker, and you just can't say that if you don't say his first name, Willie. Oh, really? I, I think he called somebody. Yeah, I didn't. I know. didn't. I know he, he said something. I don't know. He called a call. Oh. Willie, linebacker of the Kansas City Got Chiefs. Uh, seven five five seven. Hot take: America would enjoy flat, uh, watching flag football just as much as tackle football. Just watch highlights, but that ball CJ threw to Jamar in the corner was beautiful. Just looked like good football. Uh, I'm gonna now. That is a hot take. You're absolutely right. Seven five five seven. And there's no way to call it a bad take because it, it will never. You know, happen. It'll never actually play out. I would not watch a flag football regular season. This is well, like, I like. I like hits on quarterbacks. I like people that earhole players. I like good physical contact. I would not be one of the people that would enjoy flag football just as much as tackle football. We'll find out a little bit. We'll see what the ratings look like in 2028. I think it is when flag football is in the Olympics. The flag. What do you mean? That that's not going to have better ratings in the NFL. No, but like we'll see what the ratings look like. Like, are they? Will I'm will, sure this will have decent ratings. Like, will flag football in the Olympics have better than Team USA men's basketball? Yeah, this this is this mm. not an apples to apples comparison though. You're not comparing flag football to basketball. You're comparing flag football to tackle football. Yeah, but like we'll see what the like if there's even any interest at all. Because like I, I think there will not be. The interest is because of the who they are. The interest is because of the players. If you would have put us three playing flag football against the top three at the flagship, and then the top three at the highway to hell, we no would one would watch that. that. Actually, people yeah, might watch would. that. It depends. It depends. I feel pretty confident. I don't know how I feel about our quarterback play. Yeah, not good. I think that's the Bikers one. Do you still throw? I, yeah, feel I can like still throw. That's the, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, my I, arms, my arms, been you know, it clicks a little bit. But so I still is there like you can only go like ten yards at a time? I no, 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 I can throw it deeper. I trust that you're a solid quarterback. But you got the Baytown Batty. But over yeah, you got the Baytown Batty, yeah. and you have QB one. Oh, that's flagship. right. You got like QB. Yeah. We would be QB we would struggle is, at QB if we had what are they? Flag football is usually what was it seven on seven? I didn't watch. Yep. Yep. Who would our seven be? If we were fielding a t- well, seven-man flag I mean, football Paulie's team, Paulie's a no-brainer because if you don't, he's going to. Who would the quarter? Would it be you or Granado? Because Granado played. Quarterback. Granado played quarterback. I, I, I think it'd be Joel. I, I could Gr- be. A, I could be a scrambling quarterback, but I can't throw very well. I, I can throw. Okay Joel's our quarterback. Accurate. Yeah, we have Paul. Paul, all-state safety and taps five yeah. A in Florida. We have I, Connor. Looks a little athletic. Yeah, he yeah. works out. I think. Um, we have Carlson and Mapes. I'll be a slot receiver. You. I'll be a Julian Edelman type, and then me or Beard for the last spot. Okay. Sorry, John Lance and Dell. See, I think we're I think we're all right anywhere but quarterback. Yeah. I like fair. our chances anywhere but quarterback. Yeah, but like QB one is no offense. Love you, buddy. A little old. Yeah. Well, well the I, other don't thing know, too I don't know how, is, I don't know how good that's all depend on your receivers too. Like if Polly can fly and he can still fly, I mean if Polly can get who's guarding Paul? Yeah, who's guarding Paul? I don't have to be like no. point. <laughs> No one's guarding. No one's guarding Paul. Well, Adam Wexler going to guard Paul Galan? We're, we're probably looking at some jet sweeps, some quick passes over the middle mm-hmm. where he can get out in space. Yeah, but if I get any time at all, Paulie's going to separate. Who's guarding him? I don't think anybody's guarding Paul. No. So you just said, Paul. Paul, go long. If we play this game in three months, I'll get in shape, and I'd be a, I'd be a solid addition. Okay. I'd be a solid addition. Do, do we get DJ? I think what we would. Ooh. Great call. We would have game-changing speed. <laughs> like, Boy, if you put DJ and speed, Paul on both yeah. sides, I'm, we'd be fine. I mean, game like, if over. we're going to allow, like, part-timers to be part of this, because I'm sure the other station would want them. No, like, I think you have to be full-time, to be fair. To be fair, I think it has to be full-time position. Because you could just hire a ringer just to play in the game. Like, some, some of these oil and gas companies, by the way, they they'll have, that. like, a part-time oh, like, softball sure ringer will. who, like, shows up for one hour a year, and he's, like, in the company. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we played when the Rockets played the Texans in this. The Texans literally got they hired the best, the leading scorer on Rice's women's basketball team, who was average like (laughs) as an intern so she could play basketball. And then they had some of the guys on their practice squad who were spatted up play against us in football. Really? Yeah, yeah they took it way yeah. seriously. That's when yeah, I called yeah. Clyde and I said, Clyde, I yep. need you. And Clyde just ran go routes. Yeah, they, um, you can't do that. You got It's got to be a full time. It's got to be full time. I don't think anybody would have the speed to keep up with Paul. No way. 
at the other stations. I think you're right. Like the highway to hell. Let's just go through the lineup. Like you'd have a you'd have an NFL defensive lineman, but he's not fast. You know? I would love to see the second like, half of P. I mean, they could put Joe could be like uh, our our center. Yeah. And then they could they could try and bull rush him with PC. Yeah, you're not supposed to make contact in well, I, football. I, I, I hate to say, it, but I think there would definitely be contact. You then you have their their afternoon show. They would have height there, but no athleticism whatsoever. No athleticism. And then their afternoon show, like they have, a, they would have, a, they would have the best quarterback in the city. I think from a, if we're just going radio show yeah. host flag football, yeah. I think they would have the best quarterback. Okay, I think they would have the best quarterback. But the second half of that show is not giving them anything. And then now their their night show. But Bajani's an athlete. Yeah, he is. Sure is. Bajani's going to be that probably. He he would have their speed. He'd, he'd be with Paul. He'd be their speed guy. He'd be he would be their best Paul. weapon. Yep. And then if you go flagship, they have QB1 in the morning. Do you give him the co-host? Yeah, he's a pretty good athlete. Yeah, he's a good athlete. Yeah, I should know if he counted enough because he doesn't talk on that show. They don't <laughs> let him ask questions to the general manager. So I'm just curious if they, if they're, if they count him. I, think, I didn't know no, that, I think I think he's really good, by the way. He is. This he's is a nice not, guy, too. It's not, I, I think he's really good on Smart air. <laughs> I just don't know why he doesn't get asked questions to the general manager. It makes no sense because he's the baseball guy in the room. Yep. Let him ask a question. It'll be better at questions than anybody else gives him. Um, I don't know anything about Stan. Yeah, I don't know anything like about the, Stan. Yeah, North I don't know anything about him. Um, Northcutt or whatever his name is. I don't Please. think the afternoon show is going to get much athleticism there. Yeah, I'm not really worried about... Matt. Probably, yeah, I love him to Who death, would, but I don't think I'm worried about his athleticism or speed. And then their afternoon show, the two A's. Eh, I, don't, I think that would be the worst. If it was a team. basketball game, I think I think we could just eliminate them and just have a you know the big game, not a Super Bowl. Yeah, you can't say that. I think you would have to go Highway to Hell versus us. I don't think that you could use the flagship. Fair. I, I don't think they fair. would. I don't think that they really stack up in this category. Nine two zero six. Best part of Pro Bowl games was kick tic tac toe. That sounds fun. Did you watch that? I did not. I watched a little bit of it. See? Okay, I saw Justin Tucker make the final kick. That's oh, I, yeah, I didn't even. I had no idea that even took place. But, Joe, to your point, though, about like the Team USA basketball or whatever against flag football, the other thing, too, is what's the competition? Like, if there was so something better question. to watch, then you would flip the channel. But if there's nothing better to watch, which is when Pebble Beach got rained out, so all I could watch was the freaking Pro Bowl. I mean, Tyreek <laughs> claims that like he's going to get a lot of these guys to play in the Olympics. That would be fun. I'm curious. Like, C.J. Stroud... Team US, America's quarterback, CJ. No, Stroud. I don't want to play in the. I don't want. Stroud. I don't want. Him it would be hurt. fun for every non-Texan. Exactly. In the Let everybody else go and then he was get hurt in this weekend. Yeah. yeah, but they're hardly doing it. This is the Olympics. You're trying to get a gold medal. The intensity level is going to be ramped up. I'm not was really Javier about, fine like, the out of the WBC? Was team. Luis Garcia fine out of the WBC? I don't want. I don't want my Houston athletes playing in exhibition sports. Fair. You're going to have some clown from like Russia trying to blow you up. Yeah, uh-uh, I ain't doing that. Yeah, it's not. He, yeah, I don't. It'd be fun for everybody else. CJ says that Abigail is the most athletic on the station. That's a good point. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN HRMP listener line seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. And she still plays flag football. We should do this for charity. That's how she got hurt. I, I'm full of great ideas. We should do this I would for love charity. To do this. Uh, Rockets drama. Is there a Rockets drama with two young players? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.